Now, the program to help you and your family get fit and stay fit with a biblical foundation without a one-size-fits-all plan. It's Faith Family Fitness with your host, Full Armor Sports and National Champion Coach, Jason Lupo. Welcome to Faith Family Fitness on 100.7 The Word. I promised this show two weeks ago and then uh, we took a little detour last week, but we're back on track. And the show that I promised you was uh, talking about innate versus social construction in terms of uh, race and gender, um, which has become the hot topics over the last, uh, gosh, about six, seven, eight, nine, ten years, uh, where we've seen giant shifts in, uh, I guess, cultural acceptance of different ideals and practices. And uh, I got to tell you, I I probably spent uh, eight hours or more trying to grasp uh, the understanding of of these terms and and how they're used and and kind of the debate that's going on about them. Um, and, And it's really interesting because there's even infighting amongst, I guess, sociologists in terms of the terms that they're using uh, and, and what they mean. And really, at the end of the day, what it's going to come down to is the fact that I have zero clue. I, I can't rationalize just about any of these uh, these topics that have been written about because there's just so much logical fallacy and so much reaching that has to occur to even create an argument uh, that allows for some of these things. So we're going to dive into this, and uh, I don't know if we're going to have any real answers. I've promised that before. I've said that plenty of times, but at least I'm going to give you snippets of what I've found and a little bit of commentary about what I believe, and then hopefully you guys can take this information. Maybe you're going to do further research, but you're going to draw your own conclusions as well, and at the end of the day, maybe we'll run into each other at uh, Sam's Club or Costco, and we're going to have a conversation about this or you're going to be very heated about it and have a conversation or a argument with me. Either way, I'm willing to debate anybody. But uh, this is the information that I've found um, that I believe is intriguing, at least enough to talk about. So we're going to shoot for the stars here and uh, give this a, a good uh, effort and show. And uh, we'll be back in 60 seconds after this brief timeout. Full Armor Sports Teams has a new facility for after-school youth programs. It's located at 2380 Montebello near North Academy and Union with two pools for swim lessons and swim teams, a weight room for powerlifting, conditioning, and more. Full Armor Sports Teams is a Christ-centered and family-oriented organization bringing the youth of Colorado Springs together. For more info on after-school and homeschool programs, go to fullarmorsportsteams.com or call 719-629-SWIM. This is Faith Family Fitness on 100.7 The Word. So let me tell you how this all started because, uh, you know, we were talking about uh, psychosocial development uh, in Erickson's theory, uh, specifically in stage five, which is uh, identity versus role confusion. And really what it boils down to is this idea that we have kids that uh, are creating their understanding of who self is, who themselves are, and their own identity. And that kind of branches off in this entire idea of, uh, I guess, social constructs, um, you know, the innate foundations of who we are, what is socially acceptable, and how that's shaped and molded. 
And it's an interesting concept because there's so many contradictions that occur when we start talking about things like racism or we start talking about things like gender um, because arguments contradict themselves. And we've seen this throughout time, but too often nobody steps back and takes their emotions out of it and looks at, I guess, the actual argument to say, well, what's really going on? Um, because the first thing that I was going to talk about was the fact that you can't have something that's innate and socially constructed all at the same time. And so there's been this, uh, this battle that's emerged between this idea of gender being an innate, you know, feeling versus being socially constructed of society. And it's an argument that's been around for a long time, but you can't have both. And just to, you know, give us a, a definition, a foundation to work off of, uh, this is from the Introduction to Women, Gender, and uh, Sexuality Studies by King et al. Social constructionism is a theory of knowledge that holds that characteristics typically thought to be immutable and solely biological, such as gender, race, class, ability, and sexuality, are products of human definition and interpretation shaped by culture and historical contexts. As such, social constructionism highlights the ways in which cultural categories like men, women, black, white are concepts created, changed, and reproduced through historical processes within institutions and cultures. So the entire idea is the fact that um, this idea of race and, and gender is not biological as much as it is constructed by society as a large in terms of how society sees these different aspects. That's the idea. Innate being that you're born with it, that it's not changeable, that it's uh, biological as a whole. And so we saw this first kind of pop up in the prevalence during uh, the feminist movement um, about the ideas of traditional gender roles in, in males and females and how those tradi traditional gender roles are um, socially constructed versus, you know, them being actually innate. For instance, women being better at housework. That was a, a, a socially constructed idea versus them being biologically more gifted at such. And so that, that's kind of where this started and where it's gone is the fact that all of gender is socially constructed. And now we have people that don't believe they're any gender or they're the opposite gender or they're one of 500 different genders. But at the same time, the, the, the conservative viewpoint is the fact that our education system is creating this prevalence of gender confusion you could say but then the left side the woke side wants to say that you know it's wrong to be placed in the blame that teachers aren't you know changing kids genders etc cetera, etc cetera. well if you want to claim that uh, socially constructed is gender that the society as a whole the the integrations of kids in with their communities is what shifts and changes this idea of gender, then you can't exclude the education system as a whole from having an impact in the way that a kid understands views or sees themselves and their gender. And then at the same time, you can't be accepted, like you, you can't accept this idea that 
the school has the right to do so, but then also say that the church cannot instill traditional gender roles or that ideal of thinking. Because if it's socially constructed, then both are being socially constructed. The, the, the church viewpoint, traditional family values that are instilling that there's two genders that made in God's image, male and female, if you claim that that's socially constructed, then it has to be allowable. But then if you want to claim that the school and, and the social construction that happens within the education system when it comes to gender and race is a part of the social construction, but you want to claim that that's allowable, then really what you've done is you've taken and you've created a, a, a political stance rather than a, a stance of uh, logic and, and critical thinking. And, and you can't have both. I mean, that's, that's my argument, right? You, 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 can't, you can't say that, uh, you know, gender is this innate thing and it's how kids feel and we need to allow them to express themselves in that way and it's socially allowable because it's a social construct and it's what society deems okay, but at the same time, reverse it and say, well, the church needs to drop their roles because it's, it's not okay. And this entire uh, idea of, of social construction, I'm going to read this. This is, this is from uh, Adam Hoochman. Has social constructionism about race outlived its usefulness? Perspectives from a race skeptic. I'm going to read this first part, which I find intriguing, but I, I don't agree with his conclusion. So I'll read the first part and then I'll read the conclusion. Quote, unquote, social constructionism about race is a highly ambiguous pro- fra- uh, ambiguous phrase social constructionism has been endorsed by those who do not believe that there are biological races by those who do believe that there are biological races and by those who believe that there are social races and even as we will see by those who believe that there are innate psychological differences between the races if social constructionism can mean almost anything then without further clarification it means almost nothing or rather we might say that it means whatever the reader believes it to mean which could be any number of things. In this paper, I argue that the social constructionist consensus about race that is formed in most corners of academia is an illusion. Social constructionism about race cannot operate as a meaningful consensus view. Too many positions fall under this label. And the part that I don't agree with is the, is the conclusion, the point that he tries to make, which is he argues that... Uh, we ought to replace the social constructionist consensus about race with the view that there are no races, only racialized groups. And so basically he says what I've thought for a long time, that this idea of social constructionist can mean almost anything that you want it to mean. You can, you can use that idea to, to shape and shift and, and, and use it to form your own opinion. That's very much so I just did two minutes ago in terms of, of allowing the church, if you want to believe it's social constructionists and you want to believe it's okay for the society that kids belong in, the ecosystem that kids grow up in to affect their understanding of the world around them, their worldview, then you can't say that one worldview is right. One worldview is wrong in a sense of trying to eliminate parental rights to raise their children in that ideal within those ideas 
to instill those traditional family values. And families should have the right to do that. But at the same time, families should have the right to dictate who falls into that child's ecosystem that affects their development. And so the question goes back to the public school setting as well in that we should be free of this um, brainwashing that's occurring, that there's no place for race or gender within the school system, which there shouldn't be. We're talking about spouse family values that, that should be taught or directed by parents in how their children believe. One side is, you know, saying that the other side is wrong, vice versa. But what shouldn't be happening is we shouldn't be having a, a, a public school funded uh, education system that is going to continue to bash traditional family values, bash, uh, you know, write home about white privilege and critical race theory. Because as we know from all of this, sociology theory is just that, it's theory. Which we've talked a lot about on the show about theory versus law and understanding the fact that most science, most research is a theory that exists to try to explain a phenomenon that we see. But we've also seen that science has been highly politicized, especially in the last, you know, 50, 60 years, and it's only becoming worse. And so we have academia professionals who believe that their research or their opinion that they put on paper because they're in academia, because they have, you know, PhD behind their name, doctor in front of their name, that all of a sudden their viewpoints are more valid, that they're accurate, that everybody should bend to the will of what is understood. And, and it's interesting because when we go back to Erickson's theory and we look at a lot of the other theories in terms of how and why youth get involved in gangs or why youth fall into certain social settings and social circles, all of this, if you look at it from the perspective of this gender situation that's going on in our country, some of it starts to make sense, but we're not looking at it from that viewpoint because it doesn't fit the political narrative. But this is an article, Jenton et al., having a lot of good things, of, of a good thing, multiple important group membership as a source of self-esteem. Put differently, when individuals identify with groups, they derive collective self-esteem from those groups because identification enhances the perception of a shared outlook on life and furnishes people with a sense of purpose and belonging, which should in turn have consequences for their personal self-esteem. In this way, collective self-esteem can be seen as a marker of people having drawn on the resources that group membership and associated social identities offer. I, I don't know why we want to separate or why academia is trying to separate uh, this idea of gender, racist, ethnicity, and the research of it from the research that we know and that we've seen in regards to peer groups and social interests and social identities, group membership, 
in in what was long seen and researched as gang youth gang involvement a lot of the research came out of that topic and they're very similar they're they're very similar in the way that uh we might see kids flock to wanting to be accepted amongst kids who are similar or they see that kids have some perceived benefit and want to be involved in that group. And so we see that kids may join gangs because there's an enhanced prestige. There's a social status that goes along with it. There's the excitement. There, there might be a level of protection amongst that group that they want. It could be a financial gain. And at the end of the day, every decision that is made by youth to join a certain peer group or sect or social identity or join a group has rationalized that decision in their own mind. And this directs kids' decision-making. And we already know this. So the, 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 the woke philosophy that gender is no longer innate... Fine, I'll buy that with you for a second. But if it's not innate and it's part of a social construct and it's part of a social identity, then we have to look back and go, well, why are youth wanting to be involved? And what have we done within the school system to make it so intriguing for a child to want to identify as a different gender, identify as a dog, a cat, unicorn, whatever's going on in this school system, what is intriguing enough to drive them to want to be a part of that peer group if it has nothing to do with innate biological reasons and it's purely social? Because that's the only thing that explains the, the gigantic difference in the amount of kids who are struggling with what used to be termed gender dysphoria. So we've, I'll buy that with you, but then we have to look critically at it. We have to look at the fact that we've now taken this group, which the LGBTQ plus XYZ community, we've given them enhanced prestige and status, safe places, blah, 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 whatever they want. There's an excitement to the group because everybody's praising them. There's a, a sense of protection because they are the new protected class. And maybe there's a financial gain for those that want to take it to where they're constantly suing over discriminatory reasons. And at the end of the day, all of that combined is rationalized in their own brain because they want to be a part of this group. We've made it so that if you want to align and be heterosexual in the public school setting and in the system, then... You are wrong. And if everybody's telling you that your beliefs are wrong and you're in this slim minority and your your brain isn't fully enough developed to understand what's happening in that social setting, you could understand why these kids want to go, well, yeah, maybe you're right. Because I don't want to be the outcast. I don't want to be the only kid that, that doesn't identify as XYZ. 
I'll shift and mold what I believe is my own identity to fit that for social acceptance, social norms. Because that's what's going on. Because you, you, once again, you can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways. You can't say that it's innate, but it's also a social uh, construct. And it's part of this social constructionism, which even if you want to disagree with the idea of the social construct, which many gender experts are now going, well, no, 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 that's not the right term for it. It's this, this, and this. Well, there's so, there's so many pieces of academia. We can't cover it in a 20-minute show. We can't cover it in a 10-hour show. And, and they, they, they argue about the terminology that they want to use, but then all of them at the end of the day still believe that somehow it's logical and understandable for them to go down this thought process that exists. And it just isn't. So, yes, I know that sometimes this, this conversation, this show, um, may not make a whole lot of sense, but I can promise you that after 10 hours of research on this topic, um, there's a lot that doesn't make sense. But at least we're bringing this to uh, on the air and saying, look, this is this is what everybody's saying. This is my opinion on it. And I'll reason with you. I'll rationalize with you. I'll, I'll, I'll ride along with the idea that this gender is social construct. But then you have to also understand that if you want to go that route, then you have to admit that the school system, the teachers, everybody is is at fault and essentially collaborating on this drastic change in the understanding of who our youth are and who they're going to become. And it's, it's messy with kids' minds. It's, it's a literal brainwashing. And it's not okay. And it needs to change. Because once again, we're taking this idealistic religion that society has created and framed it up against Christianity, and they've declared war on Christianity and traditional family values. And they don't even understand what they're doing. Because the LGBTQ community getting behind Palestine, they must not understand that homosexuality and their ideals will get you killed in most of these Middle East countries but yet they want to stand behind him. And it doesn't make sense. We're going to take a brief time out. When we come back, we're going to wrap up this show. Thanks for listening to Faith Family Fitness, a presentation of Full Armor Sports Teams. Teamwork is at the core of any successful organization. At Full Armor Sports, led by national champion coach Jason Lupo, a Christ-centered approach to sports fundamentals and fitness has earned his company the respect of athletes and their parents. Full Armor Sports is committed to helping youth in our community experience growth through sports and to strive for improvement and excellence. Further, youth compete as individuals coming together with a sense of teamwork, camaraderie, and support for one another. At Full Armor Sports, the reality is achievements, failures, wins, and losses eventually fade away. But the bonds team members form through competition evolve into relationships lasting forever. Learn more at FullArmorSports.com. This is Faith Family Fitness on 100.7 The Word. Thank you so much for joining us today on this show. 
uh, if you want to re-listen to this episode plenty of times, go ahead. Um, it'll be on Spotify, Pod, Apple Podcasts, etc. Be on our website, faithfamilyfit.org. We're going to continue down this road of uh, youth development theory uh, when we return next Saturday at 9 a.m. on 100.7 The Word. Check us out, faithfamilyfit.org. See you next week. This has been Faith Family Fitness with Coach Jason Lupo of Full Armor Sports Teams of Colorado Springs. Join him at the same time next week for Faith Family Fitness on The Word 100.7.